All right, what's up to all the cinephiles out there? Welcome to another episode of the Marquee Spotlight, coming to you from the always sunny Portland, Oregon. I'm your host, Spencer Bailey, and I'm here with a guest. He's not Vengeance, he's not The Knight, and he's certainly not Batman, but he is the first repeat guest in the Marquee Spotlight. James Dowden, welcome back, old chum. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Thank you for having me. He's not being paid for this. But that's a great Snacks. segue into <laughs> that's a great segue into what the top uh, spotlight topic of the episode is. The Batman. James and I got to see an early showing of the Batman this Tuesday, March 1st, in IMAX. We're gonna give you our thoughts and then rank the top 10 Batman films of all time. Now we have a special selection, an obvious selection, I should say, of what we made the top 10. Obviously, there's a lot of different Batman films out there, some of which, particularly the yeah, animated films, which are some really great ones. I just rewatched Under the Red Hood last night. Still really good. Salt on Arkham, Lego Batman. That's great. Uh, but we're going to pick the, the big, the big, the cinematic. big name, the big cinematic films is what we've, we're choosing to do our top 10. No news story today. We flirted with uh, talking about the news story about Tom Brady diving into movie production and post-retirement. I don't know. It sounds like the CTE is kicking in. Uh, <laughs> but we're just excited about this, so we just want to dive in right now. Let's get to it, Batman. So I think I've said on the podcast before I'm, I'm a huge Batman fan, and I have been since I was a small child. James, I think I would guess that out of all the superhero stuff, Batman appears to be your favorite. It, it is. And I was, uh, I think I was introduced to him with the 89 movie. I never was a, a big reader growing up. So, I mean, I had friends that read, told me all about Batman, saw the comic books, but seeing Michael Keaton on screen, that was Batman to me. And then in the early nineties, the animated series, which which that was my Batman. Kevin Conroy was Batman to me growing up, and those eighty episodes, eighty plus episodes, I he is the guy for me, and that's Batman. So obviously, we're in this saturated superhero movie market right now, and and it's been that way for a while. And, and particularly with the Marvel films, I think you and I were were huge fans of it. And, yeah. and I think for me. Batman is is my my favorite and has been since I was five years old. Or honestly, before that, and I'll, I'll get into that in a minute. Um, but but I think overall, I like Marvel better. Uh, after Batman, I'm not a huge fan of some of the DC storylines or characters. So we've been we were all in on the on the MCU, particularly for the first like ten years. You know, yeah. Iron Man through Endgame. Uh, we're a little burnt out, but we always make time for these Batman films, and we're not alone. He seems to be the one constant in all of these films. His movies are largely successful because most of them are really good. But why do you think Batman is the one that endures? Solely, just he is just a man. He is he is just like you and I, a lot more wealthy um, than 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 you are. Just I. a little bit, yeah, just a little bit. But um, fueled by tra childhood trauma, like like many people. Um, his, his superpower is determination and just will the will to, to go out and seek justice against those committing crimes and, and, um, yeah. Yeah. I, you know, I remember being a little kid and my dad got me comics early, but I remember, you know, between 
early Batman cartoons, Batman appearing on Scooby-Doo cartoons, the Adam West TV show that would play on reruns, which was just, we took what we could get. Yeah. But yeah, the big one was I was five years old when the 89 Batman came out. My parents took me to the theater and it was, it was everything. And that Christmas I got all the movie themed toys uh-huh. and we got on VHS and I wore it out and we'll get to that movie in a minute. But when we were leaving the theater, it might have been why we were actually watching the movie. I kind of thought to myself, you think of James Bond, and I think there's always a conversation of who's America's James Bond? Is it Jason Bourne? No, it hit me in the theater. It's Batman. He's yeah. the one constant that's comparable to James Bond. There's always going to be Batman movies, and they're always going to be successful. It's just who's the next Batman going to be? Mm-hmm. And you can't really say that about anyone else. There hasn't really been another successful Superman, although I think... You and I really like Henry Cavill Superman, um, even though he doesn't appear to be popular. No. There's always going to be a Batman, though. Yeah. If somebody drops off, there, there's no question. They're just going to recast him. It's just like James Bond. Yep. Um, I mean, I mean, to your point, I mean, in, in the 90s, you had Keaton, Kilmer, Clooney. Uh, I mean, Keaton was, you know, uh, kind of a, a controversial uh, controversial pick at the time. Huge. And we'll get uh, to that. But yeah. um, and then... Um, the next next uh, Val Kilmer, who was a megastar, one and done, and then Clooney, and uh, at that point, a uh, up and comer. He wasn't he wasn't the George Clooney at the time. No, he was still an ER. Yeah, and so I mean he he's picked for the role, and I mean we'll talk about his his portrayal as Bruce Wayne and the Batman. Um, yeah. So, like we said, we're we picked the main cinematic movies to really go down the list, so we can rank. Uh, make our, our rankings of top 10. Um, I, we talked about this months ago. So so just just a little peek behind the curtain, everyone. If you're wondering where Chelsea is, uh, don't worry, she will be back. Uh, you know, we've said on this show before, sometimes just life gets gets in the way. Chelsea's got some, uh, some personal stuff going on. Nothing bad. She's fine. It's actually some exciting things going on, but uh, she is really tied up and I, we already had the plan to bring James on as a guest to do this exact format. So this has been in the works for a while. So happy to still just do it with James because, uh, I think this is since the early 2000s, James and I have gone to certainly every Batman movie, but, yeah. but definitely every superhero movie. But the plan was always to review the Batman and then do a top 10 list and talk about the Batman cinematic history because it's, really quite frankly super interesting i think he's the one superhero that everyone shows up for so to talk about this list you know i think dead on when we talked a few months ago there was no question of what 10 we were going to do and we totally recognize like i said under the red hood attack on arkham um some there's some other really good animated ones the lego movie is a lot of fun mm-hmm. yes but that's not really that's like a its own thing to me. Yeah. It's not going to fall in line with all these other films we're going to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, if you go on HBO Max, there's a just a a just huge list of 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 animated movies that they are pumping out. Some are really good. Some, you know, and more the more the recent releases, not the greatest, but he, he has a just a laundry list. On a, on HBO Max of the of the animated Batman movies and really just the whole DC animated lineup on on HBO Max and we'll get to do uh, um, what what Warner Brothers and HBO plans on doing with with the Batman later on. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, we're also not going to do any 
big team-up movies, which I guess for Batman really just means neither Justice League is going to be on this list. We're solely doing Batman-centered movies. Yes. Uh, so we're about to go down this list. You probably got a good idea of which movies we're going to pick, but let's get into it. So like we were saying, prior to 89, we had to kind of take what we could get. And we got cartoons, sort of, the more campy cartoons. You know, Batman would pop up, like I said, on Scooby-Doo, things like that. If Adam West's show came on, I would watch it, yeah. and I would be like, this is not what I wanted. And I think a lot of people felt like that, too. I know there is a fan base for it. Absolutely. There's a huge fan base for it. Yeah, and they brought back... This, the 60s Batman in comic form, which was, was big. But I kind of lined up with uh, Kevin Smith. I remember a few years ago, he said that, because if you don't know, Kevin Smith's favorite superhero is Batman. Uh, he had a Batman podcast for a while, which has evolved into a superhero podcast. But um, he was pretty open about when I saw me, it's like real Batman fans like me saw the, the Adam West show as a kid and were like, this is this is bad. This is not what my Batman is. And I guess that's kind of how I felt, even though it could be fun at times, yeah. but you know, Adam West is kind of doughy and he's, his voice is the same, whether he's Bruce Wayne or Batman. He's not vengeance. No, no, <laughs> not at all. I mean, I remember having like the old plastic Batman Halloween costumes and things like that. But I remember what a big deal, like the 89 Batman was and how they were showing clips on the morning. My parents watched morning news and you were seeing the, how does he get those wonderful toys clip? They're like showing like, oh, this is a huge movie. And even it being that young, I remember what a big fucking deal it was. Yeah, I um, I kind of the same thing going to, th you know, seeing seeing the commercials for it and seeing the theater. And just I remember that was that coming home like after it came out on on a, on a VHS was a just a monster release for VHS and like the must have own, you know, cassette that you had to get at the time. You know, not everyone, um, they weren't always pumping up, pumping those out. Yeah. I like, I remember watching that so many times uh, growing up. Well, it's funny you say that. I think, you know, sometimes you see questions on the internet like, what's the movie you've seen the most? The first movie that comes to mind is Batman. Like, if I could look up my life stats, I'd be willing <laughs> to bet that that's the movie I've seen the most. Uh, I think I could honestly recite the whole film line for line just just on the fly. I've just watched it so much when I was a kid. Um, but I, I should remember, like, I, be, I remember being in the theaters and I had a Batman t-shirt on with the, with the logo on the yeah. chest. And we got about halfway through the movie. It was right when he's going to, um, about to lay the flowers where his parents died. And we had a huge thunderstorm and the power went out and they had to give us free movie passes and we had to go back <laughs> and see it a different time. But, you know, Michael Keaton, you said it was super controversial. So, the first person they cast was Jack Nicholson, and they went right at him immediately. Like he was a megastar. We, megastar. Well, he's, yeah, yeah he's Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. Yeah, he's like on the Mount Rushmore, man. Like yeah. he's 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 one of the greats. And uh, they backed up a bank truck onto his lawn and dumped out a pile of money. I think he got like a crazy residual percentage too. So that's that's how they got him to do it. But then it was who's going to be Batman, and it was so controversial because at the time Michael Keaton had done. Night Shift and Mr. Mom. But if you hear who they had in mind, it's kind of crazy to, to look back on. Here, some of the people they thought about were Alec Baldwin, which could have been I, all right. I can see that. Bill Murray, which I still, it boggles my yeah. mind every time I hear that. 
and Mel Gibson. Those were those were some big ones. I could see Mel Gibson. Yes, but would any of them be as good as Keaton? No. Absolutely not. No. Absolutely not. To me, the movie is still... I watched it last night. I wasn't going to rewatch it because I've seen it the most, but it's amazing to me how... I, I'm going to argue that it it feels more like a comic than probably any of them. Absolutely. Yeah. So, so I rewatched it a couple of weeks ago for the first time in a while, and... The, th- the thing that stood out to most to me is how comic booky in a good way Jack Nicholson's Joker was. Um, Absolutely. Um, just everything he did was just like coming out of a panel of a comic. Um, it just, I mean, first off his appearance, his, his, his thugs, how he like pranced her. Like, 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 yeah, Bob. Um, I had, I had two Bob action figures. I can't believe Bob <laughs> even got an action figure. I remember he has like spring loaded kick action. It's just crazy. Um, you know, like, like, you know, how, you know, how they, uh, pranced around the room to Prince, you know, um, on that one scene. And, uh, um, you know, his, his long barrel gun that he pulls out of his pants and the barrel just keeps going and going and going like that's, it's ridiculous, but in the best way possible. Exactly. I was going to bring this up. We'll get to Heath Ledger later in the episode. We all love Heath Ledger. You're not going to hear me say anything bad about Heath Ledger's performance, but as amazing as it was, it was a, it was a new thing created in this new world of Batman. Jack Nicholson. When I think of the comics, when I think of the cartoons, when I think of the the video games is Jack Nicholson. Like you said, the attire, um, Joker gas, the the yeah. acid coming out of the flower, the, all that stuff was that's the Joker. The commercial that was on the on the television where they're like like laying oh, around. Yeah. yeah. No to prove Joker product. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like that's I mean, you know, in, in three years down the line, four years down the line, the Batman the animated series is basically doing the same stuff. And it's like dating the 89 Batman was doing it on a, you know, on live cinematic. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but Keaton, still in the running for maybe my favorite live-action Batman we've had. And one of the things I loved about him so much, always self-assured. And that's what I think of when I think of Batman. You know, he's, he's always ready. Yeah. And, and I love some of the fight choreography we've gotten in, in, in later years is really great. But there is something about Michael Keaton and how a guy's coming at him with two katana blades and he just one kick to the face and it's over. And I'm like, yes, that's Batman. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it'd be interesting to see, you know, today's choreography, um, you know, back on the 89 Batman. But yeah, it's 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 funny. To, it's funny to like look back on and just be like, bam, like one kick, bam, one punch. And it's like, all right. Yeah, I can believe that you're Batman. Yeah, or like in the church, the guy does the flips at him with the knives in his boot, and he just has that gadget on oh, his yeah. wrist and just puts his arm out, and it's over. Like, yeah. ah, that, I, I, that's one of the things I loved as a kid. And, I mean, I think the only time you really see him worried is in Batman Returns when his switch on his car isn't working oh, or yeah. when the Danny DeVito's controlling the car, and we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. But other than that, like, he's always in control. Also, the suit. It's, it still looks great. Yeah. It, it just looks great. And I prefer the cowl from Returns, I think. But I what I loved rewatching it last night, I love how all the shadows just make him look so menacing. Like, the way the shadows hit his cowl in the first one, he looks so terrifying. On top of having the fake muscles, which, when I was a kid, I was convinced that was my, definitely of Michael Keaton's muscles. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he uh, hit, hit the gym, you know, twice twice a day. yeah. So I mean, would 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 you? I mean, would you say that's your favorite suit? 
you know, I've always been partial to the yellow logo, so I I really do like that. Um, I I like the Dark Knight suit. I'm not crazy about the cowl. So it probably would be. So so like, would you would you pull would you pull the '89 Batman suit and put put it in a Nolan movie? I think there's a way to do it. I mean, I think you'd have to update it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, he. I mean, the whole Batman begins. You know, he can't turn his neck. So, so the Dark Knight, he can. It's like a slimmer suit, and it's not the not the foam suit. But it's like, is there a modern version of the black and yellow, you know, logo that is a Nolan piece on two and three? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, even in the comics, he's been rocking just the black logo for a while. So it's been a while since he's he's really donned the yellow logo. But I've always been partial to it's it. It's an iconic look. I mean, I mean, that's you know, that's the first one you see on you know on the big screen. So it's like that's like impressed on your mind. So it's like yeah, yeah the poster. Yeah. Remember the movie poster? Oh yeah, it's black and yellow. Boom. Yeah, it's right so there. good. And then you get Kim Basinger right as she's peeking. Yeah, and she's still like you go back and look at it, and she's gorgeous. Uh, Michael goes amazing, Alfred, arguably the best Alfred. Yeah. Um, and then Robert Wool, who's just adding just the right amount of comedy. It's always well placed. It's always so funny. It was never like too much. It wasn't like I don't need the shtick no, in the movie. No, it was no. always well timed. It wasn't just a bunch of just one liners, just over and over and over right. and over again. Yeah. I also love the aesthetics. Easily my favorite aesthetics. So, can we talk about Burton's Gotham? Fucking unbelievable! Yeah. It's all it, the whole thing was a set piece. Well, yeah, all of it. The, the all the city, like it was all a set piece. It it it. I think so. Here's the thing. I was thinking about this. You think about Marvel. They're all in real cities. Yeah. Almost all of them are in New York. You got the X Men or Connecticut. DC are made up cities. So you have to give them a look, and you have to make them look like somewhere else. And nobody achieved that better than Burton. That city is Gotham to me, and you've got. The old, like fedoras and suits, the car, cars look a little older, and that bled into the cartoon. Well, well, I mean, you, you, you don't know what year it is. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, like you know, the the, it's like the stylings of like what 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 people are wearing, like the the. I think the, the cars looked like the time, but that was that's about it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's just it's kind of timeless, um, like. This, 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 the aesthetic of everything. Wayne know. Manor, too. Absolutely. Great. Yeah. Batcave. Great. Cave. Great. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. All the aesthetics of that film were, were ripped right from the comic. The way the Batwing looks. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. The church. I mean, all that stuff's really great. The gargoyles on the church. Uh, the Joker's helicopter and the cars with the, with the lights in the back. It's, it's just fantastic. On top of Batman's gadgets, which are all like, probable not crazy over the no. top i mean keaton i just his batman like when they're in the museum and he crashes into the ceiling and whips out the lion launcher it's just like that's batman man like when he comes down through the glass you're just like i still just got chills i'm like that's my guy man Before we get into returns, I want to bring up Danny Elfman's score, which is oh. just still unbelievable. Yep. And to me, so the whole score is good. Yeah. But to me, the theme, which he wrote on an airplane, 
the theme is still the definitive Batman theme. Yeah. And there's been other good scores, which we're going to get into, but that theme was every bit of an important piece. That theme is just, I mean, I don't want to say it's like his own character, but it was, it, it was no different than the Batmobile. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Um, a, as, as soon as you hear the first couple notes, um, of, of the theme, like you instantly know what it is. And as soon as it ramps up, um, it's like it's it's like off the races going and it's like you you hear it and you just instantly think batman and not only just batman like keaton's batman yeah the opening credits still give me chills i don't it's kind of weird night sky going into this stone yeah a, a great opening sequence of uh, like a, like a the, the little um the, the title piece or whatever yeah and also great dialogue and 89 batman is still really just magnificent um I wasn't going to rewatch it. I'm so glad I did. It's it's still really great. Then you get Batman Returns, which I still really like. I think my main thing that I can't quite put it as high is because there was just a little bit of Burtonism in the first one, and Batman Returns is just a full on Tim Burton movie. Yeah, I I really like Batman Returns uh, as as a kid. I still really like it to this day. I I kind of I kind of like that he kind of put his own, you know, Burtonism on, on, you know, the, you know, the, really the penguin character and Gotham as a whole and Catwoman. It's just like, essentially it was just like, fuck it. I'm going to do the Batman movie that I want to do. You had the first one. Uh, and like, I kind of like played by your rules. Now I'm doing my own. And like, I, it's, it was really cool how he, how he, how he pulled it off. Yeah. I don't dislike it. It just can be distracting when that, when that sweeping shot over the the zoo happens, when you see, Penguin's Lair for the first time when Christopher Walken, Jesus Christ, <laughs> is kidnapped. It, it, it almost like I'm like, I'm, I'm watching Edward Scissorhands or Nightmare yeah. for Christmas right now. It kind of sucks you out for a second. But what he did with the penguin is really great. And Michelle Pfeiffer, I, I can't imagine anybody doing a better job no. than she did. She's unbelievable. Uh, rewatching it recently, she's she is just. Um, Every, every single time she's on screen, like you can't, you can't turn away. Once she, when she turns into the Catwoman character, you're just like, just mesmerized and all the ways that, you know, she dies, she comes back to life. And then the, the well, finale, that's another problem I have with the movie. <laughs> oh no, but I, but that's, it's, it makes it's zero sense. <laughs> hey, but it was hey, it's, is I don't know. I, I, it's just really cool. This, the, the, uh, the, uh, nine lives and, yeah. like, and like the callback to it, um, down the line, you know, uh, um, where um, Max is is shooting her and and she's like counting down the lives that she has left and and whatnot. Yeah, it's, I don't know. I just loved it. Oh, it's she, so ridiculous! It's ridiculous, but she, but it's a lot of fun. She's amazing, and just the way she delivers lines as Catwoman, um, Danny DeVito. Which is funny. I remember hearing that like a newspaper suggested it when they were. There's going to be a sequel. It's going to be the Penguin. Somebody said, "Wow, Danny DeVito," and Danny DeVito was like, "I'd do it," and they called him because of the article. I don't remember. I heard, I saw that in an interview like a long time ago. I never, I never knew that. That's cool. But the way they set everything up, like Tim Burton was sending him drawings, his, you know, his drawings. Um, and he said, I'm the hideous penguin boy and sent it to Danny. Danny Vito still has it uh, like framed, but I, I think there's only two ways you can make the penguin work. One is what we see in the Batman, which we'll get to, but making him this grotesque creature, like was just hit it out of the park. Batman Returns is still a lot of fun. The other thing that, that puts it behind the 89 one to me is Gotham's feels so much smaller. 
like they don't flesh out the city as a whole. You've just no. mostly got that one town square mm-hmm. where everything takes place. Even the the mansion, the bat or Bruce Wayne Manor feels smaller. Everything feels smaller. Yeah. And, and some about that I don't know. Yeah, it's uh the town square, the penguin's little lair, his little uh his 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 a uh, zoo uh zoo retreat with his penguin buddies. Um and uh, his uh, circus clowns, his penguin buddies. Um, cir- the circus clowns are 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 awesome. Great I, touch. Yeah, yeah. I I I love the circus clowns. Excellent touch. And uh, Devito going for it when he's controlling the the Batmobile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. I I really don't have anything negative to say about Batman Returns. It's a blast. It's still great. I watched it at Christmas time. I think I said that on the on the Christmas episode. It it's still well, a lot of fun. Um, one one i mean you can nitpick you can you you can nitpick the movie a lot but one like one of the things that i uh, uh i noticed and it was just like it made me chuckle watching the, watching the movie uh, the other week ago was when when they basically kind of hack batman's car it's like how like this is like <laughs> this is like the smartest man in the world and like he's like all this high tech but they're they're like running their operation out of a zoo and you just well, like, they got it. They got the blueprints to the Batmobile from where? Well, yeah, yeah. It's like like it, and and they like they they hacked this they, they hacked this like super futuristic car and it's like how? <laughs> also, <laughs> another nitpick. Uh, Chris Walken says unlimited poontang. <laughs> it's not a nitpick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair point. Um, so so anyway, so so the the Burton those are the Burton films. There was going to be a third in the works and. But before we move on to the next live action, we definitely want to bring up Mask of the Phantasm, which you and I said on our action movie podcast might be the best Batman movie ever made. Uh, I think it's one big flaw is it's it's too short. Yeah. And that was because of uh, a lot of bad leadership getting made. I mean, it, it was in production hell. It comes out, it's like an hour, 17 minutes. Mm-hmm. But it could have easily been an hour, 30, hour, 40 but just it really is in the running for the best Batman movie ever made. Yeah, I mean, it was you know made with the the it was made with the love and care of the Batman the animated show that that which had been on for a couple years yes, at this point. Yes, and 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 there was a a recent not recent but a while ago there was a there was like a poll talking about like the most um like the most important animated shows of all time and it was number two behind the Simpsons and it's like, okay, I can absolutely like agree or I, I can't, I can't argue. It's that, still incredible. Yeah, it, it's, I rewatch yeah. it about once a year and I, it's, it's, I, it I put is it, no business being as good as it is. I, I put it on often like when I go to bed and I'll, I just have just to have it as background noise and I can just close my eyes and there's like 80 plus episodes and I can just close my eyes and just listen. And I just know exactly the, the, the score is, you know, obviously Elfman inspired. It's fantastic. Um, Kevin Conroy, um, just his voice. He is the voice of Batman. All of it. And the Mark Hamill, the Joker, it's just, it's just great. Like that. So basically they took all, all that, all that love and they just, you know, tried to make a, a cinematic movie and it just came out amazing. Really deep story. Yeah. What they created with the phantasm and, and the movie came out in 93 and I still don't want to spoil it. Like if you haven't seen it, like you just need to watch it. Oh yeah, I was I was uh, the 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 big twist. I I was like, what the hell? Yeah, it's excellent. And listen, 
everybody debates about the different Batman, you know, portrayals over the years. There is no argument. And if you talk to any fan, Kevin Conroy is the alpha and the omega. It's, it's not even up for debate. He's the guy just through his voice embodies this character more than anyone that's ever portrayed them. Yeah. When I read the comic books, I hear Kevin Conroy's voice and bless his soul for coming back for those Arkham games because the Arkham, the Arkham video game series is one of my favorite series of all time. And it's not just because Batman's in it. It's because they're incredible games that would have been a little less incredible if Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill did not come back and do yeah, the voices. The, the stories are so good, and it's 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 the the game is just w- worth playing just so you can see the story un- like unveil itself. And it's like it's like you're 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 playing a game, but you're like essentially just watching an animated movie like in front of you, um, and you're just directing Batman through through this uh, through this adventure. You know, three you know three adventures. Mask of the Phantasm just incredible movie like we said not even an hour and a half you can knock it out pretty quick if you've never seen it story's unbelievable the dialogue is is incredible i love when uh he says to to the the uh, andrea beaumont is the new character in the movie it's a it's a a past love interest of bruce wayne's and she comes back in town and he's talking to her as batman and he says I see you're still being controlled by your father. And she goes, the way I see it, the only person being controlled by their parents is you. Oh, yeah. That is a killer line. <laughs> killer line. Uh, amazing score. Yeah. Mask of the Phantasm, it is it is up there, man. I think it's on HBO Max. It's 100% on HBO Max. So, all right, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back to go back down the history of the Batman cinematic universe. And welcome back. Uh, real quick, I want to go go back. Uh, I did have, uh, like I typically do in these episodes, the Rotten Tomato scores and the Oscar nominations for each film that I forgot to bring up. So 89 Batman, uh, 72% Rotten Tomatoes, too freaking low. Yeah. Uh, and it won an Oscar for set decoration, deserved. Yep. Uh, Batman Returns, 80% Rotten Tomatoes, two nominations, visual effects and makeup, won neither. And Mask of the Phantasm, 84% Rotten Tomatoes, no Oscar nominations. Mm. And that unfortunately brings us to the Joel Schumacher movies. <laughs> now, I will say... What's the nominations for those? <laughs> uh, <laughs> none for either. So, I was bummed when Michael Keaton dropped off. And, you know, even after Burton fell off, Keaton stuck around for a little bit. And the more they changed things, he, he left. So I was, you know, we're still kids. I'm still a big fan of Batman. So when I hear Val Kilmer, who I liked, is coming on, and Jim Carrey, who is like my favorite thing in yeah. the entire world at the time, Tommy Lee Jones, who I I liked, you know, yeah. particularly my parents always talked about how much they liked him. So I was I was there for it. I didn't care, and they're bringing in Robin. I let's go. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm ready to go. And seeing it in theaters, I, I liked it. We got it in VHS. I wore it out just like the other two. For the time for the time that they came out, which I think is an important thing to say, it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I I really liked it when when I watched it uh, watched it growing up. Jim Carrey was the biggest thing in Hollywood at the time. Like, um, uh, in Living Color, Ace Ventura. What else did he have? At well, that you point? you weren't here for our 1994 episode, but in one year. So Batman Forever comes out in 95. 
the year prior, in one year, he did Ace Ventura, Dumb and Dumber, and The Mask. In one year. The murderers, a murderer's row of comedies. He was the biggest thing yeah. in the world, and that is not hyperbole. Yeah. Um, at, at the time, I remember like is just being just super excited at the Riddler and Jim Carrey. Tommy Lee Jones, like I as as a kid, like I wasn't like really. I mean, I'd seen him, um, seen him on, on on some movies that my dad had had watched. Yeah, a fugitive. Yeah, um, but I just you know I I didn't appreciate him not near nearly as much as I did you know down the line. His his portrayal as a Two Face is um is something. He's 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 <laughs> he's, he's he's going for something. Um, it's 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 out there. Yeah, it's got charm. Which I like. And there are some good scenes in the movie. The circus scene with Robin's parents. Yeah. And that is a that's a good scene. Like it's it's good. Uh, Nicole Kidman, Jesus Christ, like blowing everybody off the screen, both in looks and acting. Um, and I still think Val Kilmer was in that universe was really good. It, it wasn't that far removed from the Keaton movies. He's still like particularly like the opening scene, there's some cool fight choreography yeah. like he's still doing a lot of the the martial arts uh had some really cool gadgets uh had to think his way out of some complicated situations great bruce wayne yeah he's a fantastic bruce wayne and all the the best part of the movie all the stuff where he's dealing with his identity and the psychological uh issues he's going through is is kind of an underrated aspect of that film um yeah the one thing that um was uh I, I remember at, at the time and then now looking back on his uh his hair bothered me like like the color of his hair like the fact that he, the, the yeah, fact me he too. Did, the fact that he didn't go dark yeah me too and it's like a kid, yeah. and, and it's just like come on like go for it yeah and I'm gonna say this and I'm gonna see what you think because I know us like most most people and there are people out there that stand by the Schumacher films and you were on our action movie podcast and Chelsea really is a big fan of Forever I wish she was here to. To, to, to defend it. to vend it. Uh, I'm going to say this, though. Arguably, the best Batcave. Like, when I think about the comic book yeah. Batcave, I can't think of a closer w- one yeah, it, that, to it than that Batman Forever one. I, uh, I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't argue that. I, I, think, I think that's fair. Chris O'Donnell, Solid Robin. I, it was kind of silly because I think he's a little too old for the circus part of it. But when he's Robin, it's, it's, it's great. The, the Schumacher... The, uh, portrayals like in like like when they're putting the suits on, you know the 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 are the crotch shots, the crotch shots, the butt the, shots? The, 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 the butt cheeks. Uh, it's like this. It's <laughs> it's it's all it's 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 out there. And I, oh man, where do you stand on the nipples? Pro nipple. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I, I really didn't have a problem. With it. He was so proud of it though. I said this on our action movie podcast. I saw I saw. Remember when it was like the you know, the 30 minute pieces, like getting you pumped to go see the movie. Trevor's like, yes, I am responsible for the nipples on the Batman suits. It's like, all right, man, calm down. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, parts of Gotham, it's weird. Cause I remember being like thinking like, why do they make Gotham look like Las Vegas or something? Yeah. But there's some really good shots of like, uh, statues hanging off buildings and things like that. That look, that look good. But Batman forever is not horrible. It's, it's fun. It's watchable. It's campy, but it's not too campy. One of the villains still dies, which was like kind of a constant thing with all the movies. Michael Go comes back. And something else just low-key that I like was when uh, Bruce Wayne started trying to convince uh, Dick Grayson to stick around. 
He goes, the circus has got to be halfway to Metropolis by now. It's oh, like yeah. you and your kid yeah. are like, ah, oh, Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Superman, that's kind of cool. But I think uh, the Bruce Wayne and the Cole Kidman dynamic was is really good. R- really, a really good on-screen chemistry there between the two of them. And Jim Carrey just out of his mind. It, it's too much fun to to criticize it. Yeah. Would you uh, would you use one of those uh, devices? The, like the little uh, the I, I forget I forget what it's called. The little thing. That, the brain box the, thing. The brain, the brain box. Yeah. Nah, man, leave my brain alone. <laughs> I, I, feel, I feel like that's one of those things like I'm a lot smarter and then when I'm 60 it's like you have a brain tumor <laughs> <laughs> Val Kilmer drops off he he didn't want to he didn't want we now know Val Kilmer is a little difficult we did an entire episode on him uh, he didn't like being in the suit all that time and he wanted to make the saint which he thought was going to give him more acting diversity which it did he got to play a bunch of different characters so enter George Clooney who on paper, made sense. Red Hot on ER. He was trying to get into movies, and at this point, it wasn't working. And really, not until a couple years later that he does Out of Sight, and his movie career finally takes off. He does Out of Sight in 98, and then he does A Brother Rother in 2000, and then he does Ocean's Eleven in 2001, and it's over. He's a, he's a mega star at that point. By the way, I just watched Ocean's Eleven the other day again. It might be the most rewatchable movie of all time. <laughs> I could watch that movie every week. It is so much fun. But on paper, made sense. Uh, Chris O'Donnell's coming back. Michael Goh's coming back. I mean, even as a kid, and I mean, we're, we're in middle school at this yes. point. You start wondering if the rails are coming off because you're like, Arnold Schwarzenegger's going to play Mr. Freeze. And I think, I don't know about you, but I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, I I actually was excited for it. And and even at the time, I mean, it's, 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 it's ridiculous to think. Like, I thought the suit was cool. Just because it was the Arnold, was cool. the, 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 like Arnold, and you know Arnold is Arnold, and Arnold just being Arnold on on, on screen, he's doing all the yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and the guy, go get the heroes. All right, everyone, chill. He's doing all the Arnold stuff, and like I don't know, I liked it, and I I I, I liked the I liked when I found out that he was going to be in it. Looking back. Oh, uh, you know, I mean, not, not long after that, looking, you know, looking, looking at it, I was just like, oh man, like that's, that's not a good take by me. Um, and I don't know what they were thinking with that, but I, I was, I was excited at the time. Well, and then they cast Uma Thurman for Poison Ivy, which I actually think was really good casting. Yeah. And Alicia Silverstone, who is the biggest actress in the world yeah. for Batgirl. Um, I will say, I think Uma Thurman was great. Like, I mean, within the confines of what that movie was, she's probably the best part of it. Yeah. Why they wasted Bane. <laughs> I remember being like, oh, wow, they're bringing Bane in this movie? Yeah. And he was just this giant, dumb mute, the whole the whole film. Bane, is, Bane, is, Bane is anything but dumb. Super incognito with his fedora and trench coat. <laughs> uh, and then Alicia Silverstone, there was just like no reason she should be good at crime fighting. Yeah. And they, Alfred just whipping up suits because he makes Robin suit in Batman Forever. He says, I took the liberty. And then just can make one for Alicia Silverstone. Well, well, not not only just this, 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 this what, what one went together, He's a dying Alfred. Like he's like on his oh, he's yeah. like he's like he's like on his deathbed. Yeah, and he's like, oh yeah, don't worry, I can I can just uh, I can just uh, knit one of these together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> knit <laughs> bulletproof bulletproof crochet. Uh, 
Yeah, so I mean, the hype was still there. Yeah. The soundtrack starts to come out, and it was a huge soundtrack. And we talked about it in the action movie. The Batman Forever soundtrack was huge. Batman and Robin soundtrack was huge. Had those two great Smashing Pumpkin songs. Oh, yeah. And I, I mean, I distinctly remember hyped up Batman fan. I'm here for it. The movie ends, and being like in eighth grade, going, "What the fuck was that?" <laughs> like, I, I, I it, what's even worse is I remember the point that made me go, "What is happening?" Was when he pulls out the Batman credit card, oh, yeah. and I was just like, "What the hell was that?" Like, this is straight out of the Adam West show. The the entire movie is is essentially a big budget Adam West movie. It's like it's like Schumacher was just like he had he had watched all of the Adam West uh, 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 series, and it's like I'm gonna do that, but with a huge budget, and I'm just gonna go for it all, and it is. Absolutely ridiculous. Just nothing but just jokes and one Schwarzenegger, all these one-liners. It's just it's a, it's a comedy. Like just, yeah, I mean, it's a comedy with some action thrown in. Clooney was a pretty solid Bruce Wayne and a horrendous Batman. Clooney is embarrassed to this day about the movie. Joel Schumacher, God rest his soul, uh, apologized a few years ago. Said if this movie was not what you were wanting, then I'm I'm really sorry. Like I. I'm paraphrasing. So I think they know. I mean, it, it almost killed the entire franchise. Yeah. I, uh, it was an embarrassment. I mean, it's, what a, I mean, what a, what a, I don't know what he was thinking. I'm, I'm curious, like, is, I mean, I know Clo Clooney was like, like looking to be a movie star and you know, he's, you know, he's, he's rolling with what he's, what he's given as far as a script, but there's, there's times during, during that movie where it's like, uh, George, are you a, uh, are you trying? Because he, you just seem really checked out as, as both as both Bruce and as a uh, as a uh, Batman. He just he's just like this going. He's just like just get me out of here, please. Yeah. Well, the Schumacher films, Batman Forever, thirty nine percent Rotten Tomatoes, which I think is a little mean, and Batman and Robin, twelve percent, which is too high. So that brings us to the big one, the big guns, mm. the Christopher Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. I think this is the films we were really looking forward the most to talking about because we are going to gush about them like everyone else does, but we also, they're not infallible and we're here, we're here to talk about that. So Christopher Nolan up to this point had done Memento and he did Insomnia and they've been trying to get a new Batman movie going. Well, they asked David Fincher to make it, which yes, please. Uh, that <laughs> that would have been great. Uh, and Arnofsky, Darren Arnofsky would they were got pretty far through pre-production he was going to do essentially a batman year one which is if you don't know is one of the, the most famous graphic novels written by the amazing frank miller uh he's going to do batman year one film and i think he had cast army hammer as batman but in typical darren aronofsky fashion it was going to be really weird and really depressing and so they couldn't they couldn't come to terms him and the and the so warner brothers couldn't come to terms Inter Christopher Nolan, and I remember you kind of started to hear rumblings that a new Batman movie's coming out, yeah. and you saw the first couple of promo pics of Bale in the suit, and the commercials were running on TV, and nobody was really talking about it, and then you go see it in theaters and go, yo, this is good. Yeah, I remember, I remember watching it. Uh, I, I went to the theater by myself. Um, oh, did you really? Yep. Uh, I think I was, at that, at that time, I think I was working nights. 
and I uh, got off work uh, one morning and I kind of think I went to like a like a 1030 showing 1030 a.m. or 11 a.m. Uh, showing and it was like nobody in there and, you know, maybe five people. And I watched it. I remember walking out and just being like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This is incredible. I was just blown away with the world that he had created. He, no one. Um, and it's this just the, the performance by Bale, and it's like this is Batman. Like this is like the 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 physical Batman that you know we had been like waiting for for a while. Yeah, and and just to give everyone a heads up, James and I are going to gush about Batman Begins. I think we are higher on that movie than than a lot of people are. In in the spirit of what this episode of this podcast is going to be, we want to talk about these Batman films, and we want to talk about them as movie fans. But I want to talk about these films, and so does James, as Batman fans. And as Batman fans, Batman Begins is arguably the most Batman movie of the three. I, I mean, Liam Neeson's unbelievable. And the entire like origin of how he became Batman could not have been done any better. Mm-hmm. How he you know, comes back home, finds the cave, gets the suit... The first shipyard scene where he just wrecks everybody, yeah. says I'm Batman. I, I mean, I truly, I, I, I wanted to. Re- so I didn't get the chance to rewatch all these movies for this episode, but I've seen every Batman movie about a billion times. I can't think of any real problems I have with Batman Begins. Maybe I'm not real crazy about Katie Holmes, and I'm actually really happy they recast her with Maggie Gyllenhaal, who I think is a better actress. Yeah, I, I, um. Probably a better actress. I I I thought that um I was kind of, I I was kind of I was kind of bothered at the time that they recast it was it was kind of like like you take especially because Katie Holmes was actually filming a movie with Queen Latifah in our hometown of Shreveport, Louisiana, when we were still living there, and it was like you're turning down a Batman sequel to do this movie that's not even gonna make us money back. Well, you just go get it, Katie. She knew that she was gonna die in that movie, so she's like, Nah, I ain't dying. <laughs> maybe it is i don't know uh, yeah um yeah uh liam neeson as as you know what well, you you find out later in the movie you know raz al ghul uh, and by the way raz al ghul problematic villain to make in a movie i don't think there was a better way to do it no no and and if you're if you were just like the casual like movie watcher and like you just like you you walked in you're like oh i'm just gonna i'm just gonna watch batman like i know i know batman from the adam west you know like you know someone like an older person who had watched you know the 70s show who watched 89 batman you really don't know raz al ghul you're going in there you think raz al ghul is dead and at the end of the at, at, towards the end of the movie when the when the big twist happens it's like oh shit like you know and like bruce is all like ah you're parlor tricks and it's like it's like it's so brilliant well, and, 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 and it's a it's a it's it's really clever but you know that's something that that Nolan would be would be known for with his you know his twist in his movies and that's just like a Nolan twist. Well, it's so brilliant about it. If you're not familiar with Ra's al Ghul from the cartoons and the comic books, he's hundreds of years old because he has these things called Lazarus pits that bring him back to life. Well, Nolan was trying to make a contained Batman story set as realistic as possible and by having decoys, that's the only way you can make Ra's al Ghul live immortal. Yeah, immortal. I I just I I love Batman Begins, and if people act like it's forgettable, and I don't understand no. why. It's the most Batman esque movie, Bale movie. I, it really is. It, the whole time, it just it feels most like Batman running through Arkham, you know, fighting on the train. I just gush forever about 
Batman Begins. I love it. The the lines might have my favorite closing line to a movie of all oh, time. Yeah. I get chills every time. I never said thank you. A a a a, um, a great like that that whole ending sequence and like the tease of 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 two which you know no Hands one with the Joker card yeah the, the, I mean it's like like once you see that like I mean everyone knows everyone knows the Joker I mean he had you know the, everyone's familiar with with Batman and Joker so like when you see that like you know what's coming and at that point you're just like I'm all in like sign me up like when yeah and I think it did okay. But people were not talking about it. I don't know how you know if if it really was like a huge hit. So it's kind of amazing that Nolan got the budget and the pull to make The Dark Knight. I mean, The Prestige came out and that did pretty well. That probably helped. But I was constantly telling people in in the years leading up to making The Dark Knight, as The Prestige was coming out, stuff. I mean, I watched Batman Begins all the time at home, and I was like, I'm telling you, this movie is. I've told people. I was trying pleading with people watch. You got to watch it again. It's it's really excellent. Yeah. Um, well, one thing one thing that um, we didn't um, that, that's that's worth mentioning is um, for for Batman Begins is the pairing of Nolan and his choice of um, the score with with uh, with with our boy uh, Hans Zimmer. The score is unbelievable. the The main theme, the Molasses theme, yep. that plays when he's in the car chase. Yeah. Ah. Uh, I'll listen at the car. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not as iconic as the Elfman score because I mean, it's it's, no. it's just it's just not. But it gets it, your blood flowing. It gets it like that's like you put it in the car and you're driving 85 miles an hour on on the interstate. You put it put it on at the gym and you're like you're like repping weights that you know that only Bruce Wayne could do. Um, it's 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 awesome and it and it fit that world that that batman it yeah. fit that bale batman so perfectly and what a brilliant way to bring scarecrow in, into it yeah brilliant like, way to do and it like a, and 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 in a in a really like non-lame way because i mean like it could it could have been done like you know in in movies past the scarecrow character could have been you know maybe cheesy kind of lame but it's like how it's how, how he is portrayed on 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 no one's uh film and and he brings him back for Really, for, for for all three, all three movies, yeah, all three movies, it's like, like, like it's believable and it's really well done. Yeah, it's if you haven't watched Batman Begins in a while, like, go back and watch it. It's really excellent when he pulls Falcone out of the limo. Oh yeah, says I'm Batman, bringing Falcone in. I mean, the scene when he's young Bruce Wayne in the diner, and he's telling me he's like, you can bring a gun. I'm insulted. Yeah, he goes, there's a judge sitting over there. There's two lawyers. I wouldn't have a hesitation to blow your head off right in here. I mean, what bringing in like so many great obscure villains and it never felt like too much. Yep. Uh, with the big climax at the end, um, saving the city, all that stuff. I will say this out of the Nolan. I mean, this, this counts for the Nolan films in general for me, but we'll, we're talking about Batman begins. Not a big fan of the vehicles. Don't really like the tumbler. That's no. not a Batmobile to me. It no. looks like a made-up military vehicle that he just commandeered, yeah. and I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's, I want a Batmobile. It's 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 a couple ways of looking at it. It's 
one, it's like a, it's a really cool looking vehicle, but is it a Batman vehicle? No, no. But so in this, in this realistic world that, that no one has made, you can't, you can't picture the 89 Batman, Bat, uh, Batmobile. And I mean, I'm not saying like pull that exact car over, but like what, what is the, what is the Batmobile in, in a Nolan movie? I mean, I think the closest one would be the Batfleck Batmobile that could have worked, yeah, but some, something like that. But the Tumblr just, I mean, it's like, it's, and then part of the realism with this Batman universe, you know, in the dark Knight, which we'll get to in a minute, he loses the Tumblr and is left with the bat pod, which was okay, yeah, but it cool. still doesn't look like a Batman vehicle. No. And then the bat wing and the dark Knight rises just, no, it, that, there's a worse that, one. Yeah. That, that one, I, that one I can't defend No, because that just looks like just a hunk of metal flying in the sky, but it's like, Oh yeah, it's a bat wing. It's like, oh, is yeah. it? So Batman begins. We're both way higher on it than most people are. 84% Rotten Tomatoes. Only nomination for cinematography. Didn't win. So now we're just waiting. What's coming next? We saw the Joker card. And then you hear, I still remember a friend of ours, mutual friend of ours, texted me and said, did you hear he's playing the Joker in Heath Ledger? Now I know a lot of people out there were like the Brokeback Mountain guy. Mm -hmm. That's not where my mind went. My mind was like the 10 things I hate about yep. you, Night's Tale guy. Like what? And you hear like, He's super well respected, and Nolan was gushing over him. And I was, I was just like, that sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah, I don't remember anybody in 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 our inner circle, friends of friends. I I, I didn't hear anybody that was like not in the industry. Great that, pick. That was just like, yeah, number one I, draft like, pick. Like, 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 just trust me. Like, you're gonna see it. Like, just trust. Everyone's just like, yo, like, this is gonna be whack. Shades of Michael Keaton being cast yeah. as Batman. Then we started getting, we got the teaser poster. Oh, yeah. So, so the, the, the why one, so serious teaser yes. poster. Well, the, yeah. Well, there, there was, there was a, there was a promo shot and it was, is kind of the same vein where behind a foggy. Yes. And like once that, like once you kind of saw it, you, you could kind of see it. You're like, oh, oh, okay. Like this, you kind of had like a, like a, a vibe of what they were going for. And it kind of, it kind of, you, you kind of started to believe a little bit. But, you know, once once these tr upcoming trailers were coming out, then you're fully on board. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. So the so we got a teaser trailer and you only heard voices. Mm -hmm. You heard Bruce Wayne talking to Alfred and then you heard the one Joker line in the laugh. And you're like, oh, OK, OK. Then that first real trailer comes out. And there's an intro and then it cuts to black and you hear evening commissioner and just jumps right to his face in the interrogation room. And you first look, you're like, oh my God, I'm in. I'm so in. Yeah. I'm so in. Oh my God. I I I couldn't believe like this the 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 like the re the the, the reimagining and of 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 the Joker and it, like it it looked it looked so different than what you know we had seen on 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 screen um before but it it is so believable it seemed so in your face, so kind of um, it's very grunge esque. Um, yeah, yeah, it was it was so so cool to see. Yeah, I mean, once the trailer came out, I was ready to go, and it showed the semi flipping in the trailer. Yeah, cool shot. Gary Oldman's back, which I got to say, one of the best things about the Nolan trilogy is perfectly building up the relationship with Batman and Gordon. 
which I will say is like the one big thing that was missing from the Keaton movies to me. There was no relationship with Gordon. No. They barely interacted with each other. Yeah. And that's so uh, crucial to to the Batman story, story yeah. is his relationship with Gordon. And it was truly there. And then you're bringing in Harvey Dent. And Aaron Eckhart, who I like, but not an amazing actor, but what a perfect cast choice, casting choice. You have the rooftop meeting with them straight from the famous long Halloween story. And you, you're wondering, I remember thinking, I'm like, is he going to turn into Two-Face at the end that's going to set up the third movie? You didn't mm -hmm. really know. But then it comes out. And I saw it opening day, just like a lot of people, and just wanted to see it again immediately. Yeah, I, I, I think I saw it multiple times in, in, in the theater. Um, kind of had the same idea as you as this is a movie set up for you know, Harvey Dent to become Two-Face at the end and set up a, 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 a third act um, of, you know, Batman versus Two-Face for the third, you know, in the, in the third and final movie. Um, anything but, but, you know, that, you know, the, the death of Harvey um, definitely sets up the third movie. Um, the movie was a monster. And, and to this day, people, you know, nothing but nothing but great things about it. I, I, this of the three and I, and I can appreciate this movie, like watching it at the time, I loved it and I still love it to this day, but of the Nolan three, this is the hardest of mine of, of the three for me to watch. I think it's what I think it's the, I think it's the slowest of the three. What? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I, I'm not saying I'm not I'm not saying Rises is a I'm not saying Rises is a better movie than than The Dark Knight. Okay. I'm not saying that. I just think it's like this this the slowest. And it's just it's just I can go a long time without watching The Dark Knight. Where Ugh. I can I can I can I can go in I can I can watch Batman Begins. Oh well, yeah. Well, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, think that yeah. it's like and, but but sorry but, everyone. Yeah. I'm sorry if this hurts your feelings. I think James and I both Yeah. As a Batman movie, um, would rather watch and then, Batman but, and then, but the 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 Rises movie, and we'll, and we'll get to Tom Hardy and Bane. Like I could, I I don't know. I just have those a, are the scenes I pull up on YouTube. Is, is, <laughs> it's, really, truly. No, I know. But we'll get I to know, that movie. I know, in a I know. I know. I know. So okay. So here's my thing with the Dark Knight. Some of the dialogue is is horrendous. It's yeah. it's really bad. Like every time I watch it, from the very first time in the theaters today. When the cop is putting the mobster in the car and he goes, have a nice trip. See you next fall. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, what is this, Bugs Bunny? Like, <laughs> who wrote that and said, yes, that's great. That's good stuff. The ending really is kind of strange. I remember it threw me off. I remember that was the one thing when I left the theater was like, I want to see it again because I don't really understand the ending. I'm going to take the credit for killing Harvey Dent. I mean, I, I kind of understand what they're going for, but it's also, it's very contrived. And I just go with it because the movie's incredible. The other thing that, and, and this is not just recently, you and I have said this for years. Batman Begins is a great Batman movie. The Dark Knight is a really great action movie that Batman's just in. And I, I mean, we've been saying that for a really long time. Yeah. I mean, when you, when you, when you think of the Dark Knight, what's, what's, the, what's the first thing you think of? Well, the Joker. And not, I mean, but Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, Heath, so, yeah, Heath yeah, Ledger's yeah. Joker. Heath, Heath Ledger's Joker. And is his, his, iconic performance like no, no one will take anything i mean he's he's like a a a a role that i mean 
every Joker that happens from, you know, that point on is going to be compared to the Heath Ledger Joker um, just because he knocked it out of the park. And what's well, impressive what he created. Yeah. Because although, like I said, I will fervently defend Jack Nicholson because that is the Joker. Yeah. It is still insanely impressive what Heath Ledger created. Yeah. What he did. You know, he directed the interrogation videotapes that he does. Like oh, yeah. He, he yeah. directed those. And he got the best dialogue by far. Yeah. All of his dialogue's amazing in a movie with some bad dialogue. As a movie fan, as a cinephile, The Dark Knight blows my doors off. As a Batman fan, it leaves a little something to be desired. Yeah. You're wa- you're watching a you're 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 watching an action movie where the Joker is the Joker is like the lead. Batman, Batman is like a like a supporting yeah. character in the movie. And look, you get some Batman detective work in The Dark Knight. Yeah, didn't get a lot of that. Uh, Gary Oldman's incredible. They did Two Face. The best they could do in that universe, I think. The 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 effects they use on him were at the time awesome and still yeah. awesome. It looks yeah. so cool. Killing Rachel and killing her the way they did it yeah. was was ballsy move. Oh yeah. But and the other thing about the Dark Knight, it's heat. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's heat. Like and like Nolan has been open to it. Like, he took a lot of influence from Heat to make Dark Knight, but I I just uh I just rewatched Heat for the upteen time the other day, and I, I got to tell you, I said in the first episode that my my top five or subjects could change. Heat might be creeping into my top five. I, every time I watch Heat, I I find more about it. I love, but there were scenes in Heat where I was like, "Fuck, this is Dark Knight." Yeah, the use of color, the camera shots, the things that happen. I mean, it's it's Heat. This 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 the city like how the like the like the shots in the city is 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 comparable to like Heat and 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 Nolan's Gotham. And well, yeah, night. and that's and that's one of the big problems in Nolan's Gotham. It's Chicago. Yeah, it's Chicago, and until the third movie where it's Pittsburgh and New York. But it, like I said, you got you want Gotham to be Gotham. You have to create a Gotham, and he didn't create a Gotham. He just said, "Here's Chicago." Yeah, accept it. Um, but even the opening scene of The Dark Knight, which is fucking incredible, and another ode to Heat, especially with William Fickner, oh, yeah. who was in Heat, being in the opening scene. What's the only flaw with the opening scene? The fucking dialogue. Like, what is like, yeah, they call him the Joker. What is the, what does he think he is? Yeah, I'm a I'm a bank robber. <laughs> hey, oh. So when that so when that when that van picks up, you know, at at, at when you first see it the first time, you don't you, you don't know that this is the Joker. When they when they pull up on him, he's not wearing the mask. Right. He puts on the mask. They don't realize this guy is just wearing paint. Like he, like he, he looks like a, he looks like looks like a clown, and then he puts on a clown mask, and it's like that's not odd at all. Yeah, but look, we're we're nitpicking. Dark Knight's incredible, and and like and and like I said, like when I say when I'm saying like it's the least rewatchable for of my three, I'm it's it's probably the best movie of the three. Oh, it easily is. Um, I just have the hardest time watching it just because I I just find it to be slow, like this 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 slow. But you know when I when I watch it, you know once every year and a half or whatever, I'm just like, oh yeah, this movie's fucking amazing. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's the one movie that, like, my dad will watch The Dark Knight multiple times. You know, every woman I've ever dated is like, oh, I'll watch The Dark Knight. Yeah, everyone. Like, loves everybody it. loves everyone, The Dark Knight. Everyone, everyone everybody loves, loves it. Ninety-four percent Rotten Tomatoes. 
and nominated for a fuck ton of Oscars. It won, obviously, Heath Ledger won mm -hmm. Best Supporting Actor, and it won for sa sound editing. Uh, but it was also nominated for cinematography, editing, art direction, makeup, sound mix, and visual effects. I mean, it was a phenomenon. Mm -hmm. I, I saw it multiple times. I bought it as soon as it came on Blu-ray. I, I saw the iPod video. I remember watching on oh, my yeah. iPod video oh, in between yeah. college classes. Like I, I'm gonna watch. I just want to watch the scene where he shows up with the mobsters, and then I'm gonna before class starts. I used to, I used to absolutely watch that on my lunch break on on, on my on my iPod. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So it ends, and we're ready for the. What is he gonna do next? And obviously, there were plans to continue use Ledger, and he tragically died in post production. So we're like, well, where's he going? Well, they announce. Bane's going to be the next vi villain. Well, if you're a comic fan, that's like, wow, bold choice. I think people are speculating like Riddler and things like that. Bane. In between that, you're like, I wish he would just make the next Batman movie, but he's making some other movie. Well, it was Inception. <laughs> and Inception's amazing. A favorite. A, a huge favorite. It was in my top five favorite movies of all time on my episode, but might get replaced uh, by Heat. <laughs> also, I always flirt with in Interstellar, too. I well. You know my Interstellar love, like. Well, I that, love, that's, I love that's Interstellar. My, that's my Noel, that's my favorite Nolan movie. So yeah, yeah. both those movies. Yeah. We're Both's getting good. off track. Yeah. So the big thing about Inception, though, is Tom there's this character named Eames, and I'm just like, who is this guy? Who is this guy? I just want, I just want more of this. Whoever this guy is, give me more of him. We find out his name's Tom Hardy, and he's gonna play Bane, and you're just like, I cannot wait for this movie. I cannot wait for this movie. And then the opening scene leaks. And you and I talked about that for weeks. Oh yeah. So uh, the the opening the opening like a uh, prologue that they I can't remember what movie it aired in front of. I think it was I Am Legend. Possibly. It, it, well, that's that's a, that's a a, a a a Warner Brothers movie. So My, that actually might have been. So they did the same thing with the opening scene of The Dark Knight. Uh -huh. They that might have been I Am Legend. So I I can't remember. But but whatever. so so yeah. So they so they put it like you had to watch. Like like a, a a certain basically like a trailer, and they put it they put it out there. Someone recorded it, and you know put it on you know put it on the internet. I, I can't remember if it was on on YouTube or or whatever. But it was just the worst crappy potato quality like footage, and you're like you're seeing this this awesome you know you're you're seeing these guys tied up hoods over their heads, and you're like what like what's going on? And then you know. They pulled the they pulled the hood off eventually, you know, down the, you know after after you know trying to interrogate the the thugs and and you see you see the mask man, you know, tell me about Bane. Why does he wear the mask? Well, perhaps he's wondering why you yeah. would shoot a man before throwing him out of a and, plane. Oh my! And this this you know a lot of people have a hard time with his voice. I I loved I I loved I loved the original like the original dub of his voice. So yeah, so this Bane comes out and we're all for it. And even now, like I think Bane Bane has kind of become a meme and to be to some. But, but but I I love it. Like if I pull up scenes from The Dark Knight Rises, I pull up the Bane scenes. He's so menacing. His lines are great. I don't he, he was creative with the voice, but he's got the best dialogue in the movie. But even the scene where he's with the mobster and he's like, you know, this gives you power over me. You feel in charge. Yeah. That's well, so well, good. Well, well, you know, to the to the um, like the the first line of that scene where he's just like, like he's like, speaking the devil. Yeah, and he shall appear. I, I, I you know, stupidly use that line all the time with people. Yeah, but that scene and the Wall Street scene. He's like beating people up with his motorcycle helmet. Oh, yeah. It's so good. His fight choreography is great. The opening scene's unbelievable. But the first fight with Batman is. 
straight up in the comic. He knows who he is. He's not impressed. And he, rec- he wipes the floor with him. And I remember sitting in the theater. I, was, I think I was with you and my dad. And when he broke his back, I just I couldn't help it. I squealed. I'm like, oh, my God, they did it. I'd never – because it is an iconic moment in comics when Bane was, mo- was first created and he breaks Batman's back over his knee. And it's a one-page shot. Yeah. And it's it's one of the most iconic moments in Batman comics. And the fact that they did it in the movie, I just I, – total shout-out to the fans. I, they pulled it off. Well, then you had Anne Hathaway as Catwoman who – Probably the best acting job in the movie. She's, uh, I, I'm not gonna say she's better than Pfeiffer, but she's she's pushing it. Yeah, she's she's perfect. She's perfect for that for what that movie was. I love how like her I don't give a shit attitude. Yeah, her fight choreography's great. Her her cat suit's great. Her line delivery's great. She's 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 arguably the best part of the movie. Um, on top of Marion Cotillard, Oscar-winning actress, and I remember. All the promotions, she's like, I'm not Talia. And I'm like, why are you lying? Why are you lying to us? We know what's going to happen. Yeah, that was that was the the, the worst kept secret yeah. leading up. Great way to close the loop on the trilogy, even though her acting in the final act was not good. <laughs> not good at all. Yeah. And I mean, like, I wasn't familiar with her till Inception. She's arguably the best actor in Inception. She is an Oscar winner. And... Damn man, she she really dropped the ball at the end of Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, um, it, you know that was you know another another of the 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 Nolan twist where everyone knew. I, I, I say everyone, if you were familiar with the, the Batman lore and the Batman comics, you you had a really 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 good idea that this was going to be Talia Al Ghul. But if you were just like you had just seen the the Dark Knight. And you were just like, oh man, I'm, I'm gonna go see the, the sequel of the of, of the Dark Knight. You had no idea who Talia Al Ghul was. If you were just, just some random movie watcher, and it's like, and then it's like she pulls out the knife and stabs stabs Batman. You're just like, holy shit, you know? Yeah. Fucking Nolan, Nolan twists at the end. Yeah, I will say, I know it's this realistic Nolan universe they created. I think Ra's Al Ghul felt like Ra's Al Ghul. The, the big thing with Talia in the comics is that she loves Bruce, yes, but follows her father. I wish there was a little bit of, I did, I did grow to care for you, but I got to fill out that. But she's not; she's ruthless, and Talia's never been ruthless. So whatever, it's a, that's a nitpick. Um, we we, uh, we um we have we have yet to uh, mention Sir Michael Caine. What about him? What about him? He's fantastic. Oh, he's great. Yeah, the yeah, whole trilogy. yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah. All all three. I mean, at this point, he's, he's two-time Oscar winner. I mean, yeah. he's he's an all-time great actor. Michael Caine is, yeah. All three movies. Yeah, he's 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 a he's a, he's a great Alfred. Well, and I love it. Each movie's a little different. The first one, he's like unsure, but he's going with it. The second one, he's the con Bruce Wayne's conscious, and the last one, he's like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. Which I don't know how I feel about. Um, kind of the way he leaves too is a little clumsy. I mean. Let's be real. Dark Knight Rises is a clumsy it has, movie. Yeah, it has some. It definitely has some flaws, and it definitely has some like like holes where you can just absolutely just. They made the terrible it. decision to put Ben Roethlisberger in it, but that's the second football <laughs> thing we brought up in this episode. Um, and lastly, how did you? How do you feel after all this time, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and what they did with him? I I I are you talking about like the the end, like the 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 reveal that he's. Oh, Robin. Essentially Robin, yeah. I felt like it was a cool tease. Um, um, I, 
I was a fan of it at the time. Like I thought it was like a cool idea. And I was, I was, it was curious to see if Warner brothers was, was, was going to do anything with that. We found out, you know, pretty shortly after that, that, you know, there was, that was this, that's this, this knowing this teasing, just to tease. Um, but I was fully on board with a, with a, with a, with a, a Robin, a Robin, you know, uh, you know, new trilogy going forward as Robin, Robin taking the mantle of the Batman. I really like Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Uh, I think we talked about that in the last episode with Chelsea. Um, I liked his role in the movie. Yeah. Um, I like the, the uh, you should use your first name, Robin. I, I like that. I like the way the movie ends, but also it's like, yeah, great. You you told him to find the the treasure trove, but he didn't have the skills. An iota of the training. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Who's, who's, who's he, like, you know, like, who is he seeking out for training? But it does go back to the Batman's an idea, not a person. Yes, and, yes. and so that that is cool. So Batman or Dark Knight Rises, flawed, but yep. still enjoyable. Yep. Uh, 87% Rotten Tomatoes, which that's gonna, that's, that, I, actually, it's a I little high. I, I didn't know that. That's high. That's a little high. <laughs> that's, that's high. No Oscar nominations, which I don't know. I could have done costumes or something. But, uh, but yeah. So real quick, and we're not going to gloss over it, but the next one we're going to get into is Batman versus Superman. Uh, Man of Steel comes out. I think we liked it better than most people. Mm-hmm. Like Henry Cavill, Superman. Yep. Neither one of us are a huge Superman fan. I, you know, I just, I find him to be a little boring. It's like a 12 year old made him up as he was going along. He knew everything. He's a God. And that's part of why Batman's so great. He's surrounded by gods and is, but he still finds a way to come out on top. Yep. Can outskill all of them. Uh, so both of us like Man of Steel. Eager to see, you know, you hear it. Like, well, Zack Snyder has the big announcement, Comic-Con. Yeah. They show the Superman logo and the Batman logo slowly appears behind it. Everybody loses their minds. Never seen it on TV. I mean, I mean on, 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 on the big screen. Batman and Superman together. Then they cast Ben Affleck. And people blew my phone up that day. Like, what do you think about this? I'm like, I like Ben Affleck. And after being wrong about Ledger, I'm not going to make any assumptions. Yep. Yeah. Then you hear Lex Luthor's going to be in this movie. And then we heard the rumblings. They're going after Brian Cranston. And I was like, oh, my God. Yes, please make it happen. And then we hear Jesse Eisenberg. And you're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I um, I was fully on board with with uh, Ben Affleck. He he just looks like a Bruce Wayne. He's a comic book fan. He's Yep, yep. He's an open comic book fan. Um, he's... He had he was big enough to be Batman, believable to be Batman, but the everybody brought up his physique in the town. Oh yeah, yeah he's yeah he looks awesome in the town. But he got even bigger, mm, bigger. Um, uh, but yeah, the Jesse Eisenberg, that one was uh, Zach. Uh, what you doing? What you doing, buddy? Then we hear Wonder Woman's gonna be it too, and you're like, whoa, this is this is getting big. And the first trailer comes out, and you're pumped. The first shots of Batfleck are just like, oh, my God, he is terrifying. This looks amazing. And the lines, tell me, do you bleed? Oh, my God. You will. And he's got some good lines in the movie. There's a lot of awesome lines in the movie. You're not brave. Men are brave. So good. And, man, the movie's fucking terrible. Yeah. And, and we're, we're not as hard on it as other people are. But it's still not good. It's a it's 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 not a it's not a good movie. But there are 
there are a lot of really cool scenes throughout the movie and a lot of cool just moments. The the fight, like, you know, down the line where Batman and Superman actually meet up to fight and it's basically the Dark Knight Returns. You know, like he's just basically right. just, just just pulling that from the pages. There's like just little 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 bits. Bruce has like this little smirk of a smile and he's just like, I got you, motherfucker. And it's like and then like and then there's like there's there's a little shockwave things he sends. Bruce is like has it all planned. It's like it just looks so cool. Yeah. But this everything else, like every other every other scene is you're just like, oh. Uh, and let's just get it out of the way right now. The warehouse brawl might be the greatest Batman movie scene of all time. It's yeah. I, I pull up on YouTube all the time. I'm like, this is the Batman movie scene I've wanted my entire life. Yeah. It's perfect from start to finish. The way he comes in from the floor, everybody puts a gadget on everybody's gun that they can't fire it. Somebody tries to shoot him in the head at point blank range and it bounces off. I'm like, this is my Batman. This, I mean, it's it was I mean, everyone compared it to the Arkham games. It was like yes. it, was, it was like it was like the Arkham games came to life, and it's like, oh, yes, yes, please, this is this is what we want out of a Batman, like yeah. an absolute ass kicking machine. But let's just say, I mean, so much wasted potential, and I always laugh because one. <laughs> so the the director's cup comes out, and it's better. It's still not good, but it's better. But for the sake of this podcast, we're going to talk about the theatrical version. But I remember one night we were staying in my living room, we were like. What if they just followed like the uh, world's finest storyline and it started off this way and then they could do this and they could do this. And then we just stopped at a certain point. We're like, why are we writing a better movie in my living room on the fly? Like this is, uh, this is, that's my problem with it. It's inexcusable. And with what they were given, there's some really cool scenes, but it's just, it's, it's unbelievable how bad it is. And I did that thing. I saw it by myself and I did that thing that you normally do with someone else when you walk out of a movie you expect to be good, but I did it by myself. I was walking to my car going, uh, that, was, that was pretty good, right? It was good, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then two days later, I was like, God, it wasn't good. So I, so I remember my my work um, got an advanced screening for it and me and uh, my wife, we went, and saw, we went and saw it. And I remember like watching it and like just about halfway through, I was just like, yeah, this is, this is good. I like this. This is good. But I was like, like really, really like, you know, kind of like in a, in a denial state and, you know, a, a really cool scene would pop up and like, okay, yeah, that's, that's cool. But it was just, it was just so all over the place, this, this story wise. And I, and at the, at the end and I was like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go see it again this weekend. Cause I, 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 I saw it like on like a Tuesday and like I went Saturday and saw it again. And I was like, okay, I understand the story more. Like everything makes a little bit more sense now, but it's just still all over the place. And I just, yeah, really cool scenes, but not a cool movie. No, it's not. And it, it uh, just, they try to do too much. They, they try, first of all, they, they're trying to do the Dark Knight Return storyline, which doesn't need to be put in movies, and mix it with a young Superman, which didn't make any sense, and cram Doomsday in in a really clumsy way, and bring in Wonder Woman to just rush catch up to Marvel and I don't have a huge problem with Batman killing me Keaton killed Kilmer killed Bale arguably killed the guy in that garbage truck well it was well, and 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 I mean he lets Ra's al Ghul die. sure but watching Batman have 250 cows on the Batmobile just mow people <laughs> down was, was really weird so so we're I mean 
obviously like we're like we're 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 kind of shitting all over the, the this movie um this the art direction of the movie and like this the styling of the movie where do you Look stand like, on that looks like a comic book yeah yeah and and that's like I know a lot of people don't like Zack Snyder's movies. I, I, I love the way they look, and a lot of people just this are kind of just really turned off by it. But to me, they just look like comics come to life. Sure, and and I don't know that 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 always pulls me in. It pulled me in with Three Hundred, pulled me in with Watchmen, pulled me in with you know uh, BVS and 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 you know the Justice League, like the the first Justice League, you know that you know the Josh Whedon one. Not good. A pile of shit. But the but the 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 Snyder cut that came on HBO Max, it's this, not bad. It, yeah, it's not bad. It's long, um, but it just looks like a comic yeah. come to life. Yeah. He has a style all of his own. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and the last thing we'll say about this movie, the Martha thing, I think people are way too hard on that. It was delivered. Uh, it was I'm, delivered in a really haphazardly way, but people are. Uh, Superman is not going to say save my mom. He's going to save Martha, <laughs> and and Batman's like it kind of made him snap out of like what am I doing? I, I made this promise to my parents, and I'm what am I doing? So I don't have a problem with that idea. They just did it in a bad way. But what they what the idea is not bad. No, and and at that point, you know, there were uh, um, between between like movie fans, like there was like this this dividing line of like you were um, like a you know, not everybody, but there was Marvel fans and there were DC fans. And then like when this movie is like turning out to not be that great, you know, a lot of people were just like, just wanted to stuff shit all over it. You know, not a great movie, but there's like, that was like a, that was a line that like, you know, people could just like, you know, like the point the, and laugh the, at yeah, point and laugh at it and like, ah, yeah. Well, yeah. Why'd you say that name? <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to take a break and then we're going to review the Batman and then rank the movies. Welcome back. Now, coming off the 29% Rotten Tomatoes, Batman versus Superman, we come into the Batman. So let's just kick it off. James, what did you like about the movie? Um, all of it. The entire thing. I thought it was absolutely amazing. It, I, you know, we both have been waiting for this movie for years. It was delayed via COVID. Expectation, my expect, at least my expectations were super high. Uh, Matt Reeves met them all and some. Um, you know, leading up to the movie, all you heard was it's going to be a detective movie. It's going to be a noir movie. It's like you're like this is a Batman that you've never you've never seen on screen before. Yes, it it was all of that and some. I I was I was blown away. Um, we saw like like we said earlier, we saw it on Tuesday. I'm actually going to see it again tomorrow with my wife who hasn't seen it. She's usually like gets to see movies later on. She's not. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she's like, I, I got to see it now. And so we're going to go and see it again. Um, I just love his, his, the tone of uh, the tone of his movie. It, it seems it's uh, yeah, part of it seemed like a horror movie. You know, part of it seemed like a murder mystery, like a mob movie. It was just all these movies and it fit and it fit together so perfectly. Yeah. I don't really have anything negative to say about it. Um, that doesn't mean I don't have some critiques, Yeah, that's fair. but I really liked it. It's too long. It, it didn't need to be that long. 
we kind of talked about it. So we left the theater and then immediately called each other from our cars to discuss the movie. <laughs> but one of the things I said to you was there's just some of the scenes could have been shaved down. They, they, it's a three hour long movie. And like one of the ones that I pointed out, and this is going to be a mostly spoiler free review, by the way. But, you know, when they do inevitably find the Riddler's base of operations, which is an apartment, they go, they find the apartment, then they leave, then they come back, then they leave, and then they come back. And I'm like, there was no need for that. I talked about that in the, in the phone. But also the Riddler, his primary intention is fighting corruption. And then you find out something about his backstory. And I thought about this today. I don't think that was needed. I think if you took that part of his story out, I don't think that it takes anything away from the movie. Yeah. And between just those two, I mean, you probably could have shaved 15 minutes off this movie and now you're looking at two hours and 40 minutes and that's much more digestible. Well, the, the, I, I can agree with the, the, the back, like the, the back and forth, back and forth, you know, portion of, of finding the Riddler's master plan. Um, that could have maybe may have been shaved and like, you know, you could have done it a little bit differently, but his, the, a secret behind the Riddler and like how it kind of connects to the Waynes, I guess. I don't know if that's spoilery or not. Um, I mean, that, is, that doesn't take, that doesn't take any, any, any time up. I mean, you find that out, you, you how you find that out is just in just like it's, it's, it's presented in a way and then it's, Moving on. But that's another thing. Like, in addition to his new side background, which you'll find out when you see the movie, this is also the second Gotham-based movie in a row where we're slightly tainting the Waynes. And I, I just don't need that. I, I don't need it. And uh, well, they you're, didn't... You're, you're, yeah, you're referring to Joker. Joker. Yes. It didn't add anything, and I don't need it. The Waynes are supposed to be beacons of hope. They're supposed to be saints, and I don't even need tiny, subtle blemishes on their on their history the waynes we got in batman begins that's what i want the waynes to be you take out that part of the riddler story which means you also take out this blemish on the wayne family and that's just saving time we didn't need to have in this movie yeah so um you were you were definitely a lot uh, more bothered with the you know the the tarnish on the waynes than than i am i i look at it and, and like it's they they talk about it during the movie um they um uh, alfred you know, um, basically, you know, Thomas Wayne is not a perfect man. You know, no one is. And it's, it's kind of, it's, it's, it's his point. Like he made a mistake, you know, I won't say what the mistake was, but he, he makes a mistake and it's a, it's a very big mistake, but you know, Alfred basically says, you know, like, Hey, don't let that take away that the fact that, 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 that the, the fact is your dad is a very good man. And like, and I think that like, like that's, that's true life. Like, Anybody like that you meet in life, like, you know, they're, they're not perfect. They all have flaws. They've all made mistakes, but that doesn't take, you know, whether or not, you know, they're a good person in, in, in the end. Sure. Well, some things I like the entire ensemble is amazing. Yeah. Everybody has a great acting job, yeah. which is about what we, I think we expected. Uh, Pattinson, good Batman, didn't care for his Bruce Wayne, but I understand this is a, this is an early, early Batman. He's, he's coming on year two. He's still, very brooding. Um, well, I mean, he's you, first of all, he's barely Bruce yeah, Wayne. I was about like to say, like this, this is, is this is like a lot of Batman screen time, and I think part of that is he had a very manageable suit on. You know, he could turn his head. A lot of lot of Batman, not a lot of Bruce Wayne. But I laughed. I I laughed. I told you after the movie, 
this is the first movie where it shows him wear the eye makeup and it works. It, we, every Batman movie you see, he's got black eye makeup on with the cowl on. He takes and, the cowl uh, off. And it's not there. Yeah. They didn't do that in this movie, but it works. But it was kind of amusing. You see in the opening, first time he's Bruce Wayne, he's kind of brooding in this laboratory <laughs> with his eye makeup on. And I'm like, God, he just looks like he's about to go to a cure concert or yeah, something. But yeah, I mean, I mean, well, in like the 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 like the first like teaser trailers, you know, like the from from back when, like, you know, there, there was some really cool stuff in those in those trailers. But, you know, some of the some of the some of the things that well, one of the things that people were like kind of harping on was like, oh, it's emo, emo Batman. And, you know, and then he's the, very emo. Yeah. And it's like, all right, like, let's just watch the movie. And, and and now that you see it, like it makes sense. Like it's the, it's it's the paint. And he's like, he just took off the cow. Yeah. Um, but. Pretty good Batman. I, I kind of want to see where they go from here with him. We'll talk about that in a minute. But certainly would like him to be a little more menacing. I've seen a lot of people go, this is the Batman that I've pictured from the comics. I disagree. Well, uh, but it doesn't mean he's not good. He's a good Batman. The fight scenes are good. Uh, watching him calculate crime scenes and everything was was really cool. He's one step ahead of the cops, which was really cool. I liked. Batsuit, you can tell it's like the early years doesn't really have any gadgets he doesn't even throw a battering in this movie yeah, it's like uh, basically everything is kind of like homemade um yeah. like like it's basically just made probably in the you know the makeshift uh a bat cave yeah which not is, really which a bat is, cave yeah. yeah yeah it's it's yeah it's like a train like a, like the by the way i told you afterwards so he doesn't have wayne manor he's like in a top level of some tower wayne tower yeah wayne tower and it's extremely gothic like looks like a european church and i was i i wasn't digging it to me to me like they're like i i'd, I'd imagine that reese is going for bruce hasn't changed the house you know well it hasn't changed anything since his parents has since his parents um have have left and and, and it's it's essentially old money it's it's, sure. it's it's stuff that's been around for for decades sure it's passed down and he doesn't care he's 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 depressed he's still you know grieving from you know the past trauma of his parents dying and that's the least of his worries is you know uh getting a, getting a, a decorator to come in and um sprucing up the place <laughs> uh but going back to the cast so Patton did a great job um andy circus is alfred if if he'd been in more of the movie, yeah. which is not enough, it he'd be in the running for best actor in the movie. He's yeah. he's amazing. Colin Farrell as a penguin, just lights out, perfect. Although I did lean over to you in the middle of the movie and go, he is going full De Niro right now. <laughs> but uh, I love. I, I think if you're gonna do the penguin oh. in today's movies, this was the way to do it. He can't be the central villain. He's got to be a crime boss. But I. I could not. I've asked for anything better. The 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 makeup artist and the uh, the 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 prosthetics, like like how they made him unrecognizable in in this role, and you you, you basically are just um, you you can't believe that this is Colin Farrell. Like no, you know, yeah. it's unreal. Um, and that leads us to Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman. Excellent. I think we agreed she had some. A few lines of really terrible dialogue, but that's not her. That's not her fault. No. Uh, her fight choreography was fantastic. Yeah, believable. Fantastic. Her suit is is really great. Um, I would have liked a little more 
explanation of her backstory of why this woman who's working in a nightclub is also this excellent fighter and yeah well the well the 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 one thing i could uh uh yeah the the one the, the, the one thing that got me was like like she's like this a awesome awesome uh cat burglar like you know like the like the super cool scene of she's 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 breaking into a safe and it's like all right how'd she develop these skills and you know and you can make the same argument of like you're not seeing any of you know pattinson's you know, Batman training, you're just, you're just, you're just led to believe, okay, he just has this, like, you you know that, you know, he has been training in, you know, year one, and now it's year two, you're just, you're just led to believe, okay, she is a cat burglar, this is her side gig, just, just run with it, you've seen this before, just roll with it. Yeah, and her dynamic with Pattinson's really, yeah, really great. it's like, re- really good chemistry between the two of them. Amazing, oh, Jeffrey Wright. Oh gosh, he's I good. That. I I want to see him develop more. He, he he needs more confidence. I I didn't. I want to feel like I don't know. We'll see. I love Jeffrey Wright. I love Jeffrey Wright. I think his dynamic was Pattinson was good because you kind of just you dive in. The movie starts off. They've already got the bat signal. They've already got this. He's already got a tentative relationship with the police yeah. department, who's pretty much only defended by Gordon. They just throw you right in. Yeah. Uh, but another character, the Batmobile, incredible intro oh, of the my. Batmobile. Uh, followed by amazing chasing, which we've seen in the trailers, but it's it's a really great chase scene. Yeah, it's I mean, like you see you see the end of the chasing in the trailers, but just the the sequence leading up to the big you know trailer you know crash scene that you that that you see is super cool, super blue. You know, it's like it is it seems like a real chase where traffic is getting in the way. The penguins going into oncoming traffic, and saying, <laughs> "Get out of the way! Get out of the yeah, way!" Yeah, it's 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 so cool, and, and like the 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 score from Michael uh, Michael Giacchino, uh, um, yeah, um, is just like just leading you on. It's just great. It's a good score, and I was thinking about it. Like I like this score. We're just spoiled with the Zimmer and Elfman scores, but but this one is is really good. It's its own thing. And funny enough, I found out the other day, Danny Elfman, Hans Zimmer. And this guy all did scores for Batman and Spider-Man. It's a uh, weird, yeah. weird coincidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, that I did not know. Yeah, one thing about the score that, like, the new theme, this is it's like, like I've I've read articles that, um, you know, while writing it, he's he was kind of inspired by uh, Star Wars and, the, and like the Imperial Imperial March and this that this, it's this the dun 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 like i don't know like when you hear that on screen um like you just know that something is coming yeah it's good like it's it's you know vengeance yeah. is coming the riddler theme is good the catwoman theme is good yeah. it's good it's good score um riddler it's a very 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 modern take on the yeah riddler. nothing like any of the comics ever and i think you had to do something different um and this is wildly different. His ultimate plan is fucking dark. Fuck yeah. Um, Paul Dano did a great job. Um, and that's where this heavy influence from David Fincher comes in. I think I said to you, I was like, if you took some elements of the Tim Burton movies, he took some elements of the Nolan movies and then told David Fincher to direct it. That's kind of what this movie was, but definitely pulled from seven and Zodiac. And one scene in particular was just, I mean, it's not even subtle. It's completely like James looked over at me because I threw my hands up in the theater. I was like, this is like almost exactly what happened in seven. Yeah. Um, 
but I love Fincher and I appreciate the homage. Yeah, there was a lot of homages that uh, Matt Reeves um, has has talked about in his press tour, um, like taking taking movies from, um, you know, from the 30s and 40s and um, uh, movies from the 70s, 90s murder movies and whatnot. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a you know he's making the Batman that he wants you know that he wants to make. Sure, yeah. uh, love the narration from Bruce Wayne so, in the opening scene. And I kind of wish it had happened throughout the whole movie. It happens at the beginning of the movie, at the end of the movie. And when he's doing it at the beginning of the movie, I'm like, I love this. This is like the stream of consciousness thought bubbles mm -hmm. in comics. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's like, he's like writing a journal or it's like a, like an inner monologue. Um, that, that scene, like when we left and we, we, we were chatting on our ride home and two and, and, and different cars were, you know, quick, quick thoughts about the movie. I, uh, I, th I threw out the hot take of that, that, that opening scene where you're first introduced to the Batman, um, might be my favorite scene in a Batman movie. And, and it's just more of, so what's happening is like, there's these people committing crimes all, uh, throughout Gotham and the like, signals in the sky, the signals in the, the signals in the sky. And these, and these, these, these thugs and these uh, uh, these people in the streets are like looking up in the sky and like they, they see the signal and they are just deathly afraid and they're looking at the shadows and the music the the, the score is just starting to ramp up dun 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 and like you 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 the viewer are thinking Batman's coming and then the 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 the, the person committing these crimes is thinking Batman's in these shadows Batman never comes but it's like He's like, but they just think like he's there and they're just scared shitless. It is so well done. Really well done. I'm, I'm like so looking forward to seeing it again. How'd you feel about the flying squirrel suit? Eh. I hated it. Eh. I hated it I so mean, much. It's, it's uh, so, so Batman so, so, runs so, at the top of a building and you could tell he's early Batman cause he's scared of the height a little bit. And instead of doing the traditional opening his cape and jumping off, <laughs> He zips up this thing and jumps off and legit looks like a flying squirrel <laughs> or like a sugar glider flying through the city. And I was like, yo, you guys couldn't have done something better than this. I'm, I mean, what? What? You, if, if, I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean if, Bale jumps off a building with no cape and just slams into a, a fire escape. <laughs> that was better than that. I mean, I mean, Bale also by the third movie, like has no cartilage in his knees. Sure. Sure. Um, so. Really, really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I had some critiques on our one, two, three scale. This is a three. Go see it as soon as you can if you enjoy these types of movies. Uh, it's it's not a perfect Batman movie. I'm still searching for what I think is the perfect Batman movie, and it'll probably never happen. I've seen a lot of chatter on the internet this week of 10 out of 10, masterpiece, the greatest Batman movie ever. Cool your jets. Like, <laughs> let's let some time go by let's marinate a little bit let's have some years go by and revisit yeah, it and see what we think so it's 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 sitting like as of as of friday night it's sitting at 85 percent. so it's so it's getting it's getting good reviews um i think i mean if, if, i assume if, you're also giving it a three i will i will definitely give it i'll give it a three three um uh, uh just a High remarks. Um, and, and, and if you don't go to the movies often, um, like I, I don't go to the theater often. Like I'll watch movies at home and I'll wait till it comes down to streaming and I'll, or, or I'll rent. And I'll usually, I'll kind of pick and choose like, like when I'm going to theaters, 
with with everything starting to open up with with uh like like you know hopefully knock on wood the end of you know this covid stuff and states are opening back up like this is like a big tentpole movie to like get you out and get to the theater and watch something like just really well done and just have a good time at the theater it's a three yeah and i think going forward we kind of talked about i think what i said i'd like to see is penguin starts to pull some some power so i'd love to see a turf war between like penguin and black mask but underneath that someone like scarecrow's coming up or court of owls is coming up so like, that would be great so so warner brothers and hbo max like there are two two series that are connected to this reeves bat pattinson verse like you know bat verse that he's putting together one is a gotham pd show um no super details on that and then one is going to be a penguin show two separate shows on hbo max um, and they will tie directly into this, the Batman, and basically this will lead up into likely the the sequel to the Batman. So, what you're wanting of like the turf wars, that's all going to play out on these HBO Max shows that I'm sure Matt Reeves will have his hands, you know, as an ex- as an executive producer, um, in some sort of fashion, like saying like, hey, here's where I want to go with my sequel, play. Just give me black mask. Just give me black mask. I can see it. And in and, and, and this Matt Reeves world, like yeah. it makes sense. It makes sense. And another 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 cool thing with um with um HBO Max and Batman and, and whatnot is Matt Reeves, JJ Abrams, and Bruce Tim, new Batman the animated show. Just all coming up, Batman. All right. So here we go quickly. We're gonna rank these movies we've talked about. Uh, we don't have a third person to break the tie, so we're going to have to be kind of objective here. Uh, so I think coming in at number 10, we don't really need to talk about this. It's Batman and Robin. Fuck that movie. <laughs> it's, it's, it's an embarrassment. Yeah. So number nine, I think we're already going to disagree a little bit. I'm putting Batman versus Superman at nine. Uh, I, so, yeah. Yeah, I have, I have uh, uh, Batman Forever. Well, here's my argument. Batman Forever. So, okay, okay. So, so, so. The audacity. I, no, no, yeah, I'm gonna cut you off. So I have, I have BVS at eight. At eight. Okay. Here's here's what I'm putting BVS at nine. You know, Batman Forever for when it came out was still entertaining. We liked it as kids. We liked it when it came out, and I think it accomplished what it set out to do. Val Kilmer is a good Bruce Wayne. I like the dynamic of him struggling with the internal, you know, identity yeah. stuff, and there's some cool scenes in it. Batman vs. Superman is, to, as viewers, it's insulting. And it's really, there's no excuse for what that movie turned into. With Marvel laid out the blueprint, dude, and you guys pissed on it and said, we're going to rush this. You crammed too much in. You made bad casting choices. You had a bad script. There, like, it's, it's infuriating how bad that movie was. And there, there was no excuse for it. They didn't accomplish what they set out to do. It took itself way too... Batman Forever doesn't take itself seriously. It, no, it did what no, it wanted to do. Yeah. Batman Forever takes itself way too seriously and fails. Yeah, it, I, I, I would put... Especially because we are talking about the theatrical version, not the... I know, guy. I know, I know. I, I would put BVS ab- above Batman Forever just, just because there are some absolutely amazing Batman scenes in that movie that are better than anything that's in Batman Forever. I don't disagree with that, but as a complete, as, 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 a, as, as a, a whole, complete, as a complete movie, I can't, I can't. Batman Forever is a complete movie and Batman, Batman Super is not. 
I'm kind of putting my foot down about this. Bro. Fine. So, all right. Fine, so fine, Batman fine. and Robin at 10, Batman and Superman at 9, Batman Forever at 8. So coming up next, I put The Dark Knight Rises, and that's more about what's ahead of it. Um, I had Batman Returns. See, I had Batman Returns at 6. So we're yeah, so we're 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 slightly slightly different. I just think Batman Returns. I like them both. I, I like, like them both. I, 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 I like them both. I like them both. Um, uh, to me, it's the it's the the Hardy performance is is is. I love it. It's like he's like one of my like probably besides the Ledger Joker, like probably like my favorite villain performance in all of the Batman. I mean, we, we raised about Jack Nicholson's you know Joker sure. Joker, but you know. He's up there as well, but the Hardy, the you know, Hardy, Hardy, Hardy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I could probably go either way. I just put Returns ahead of it because I like what they do with Batman better. Batman's not really the center of Dark Knight Rises, and some of it's just really absurd. Uh, I love it, though. And Batman Returns Well, I mean, is, Batman Returns is a- well, absolutely sure, absurd. But it, it's self-aware of its absurdity. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean we, so, we, we talked about how it's a Burton movie first sure. and a Batman movie second. Hey, look, you gave me... You gave me the last one. I'm happy to give you this one if you that's, really if you feel that strongly about it. That's fine. Okay. Uh, we were both pretty confident about ten through six, but okay. So I'm putting the Batman at five, and that's less about it as a movie and more about what's left on the board. I just don't think it's too. First of all, it's too early, and. As good as Pattinson is, I just don't see him yet as Batman as much as these other movies we're about to talk about. So I, I, I think I'm. I, th- I think I, I think I agree with you. Um, if we made this list two years from now, uh, yeah, for sure. I, I, I think I think that this movie is going to be a movie that we. I mean, like. I love it, and I'm just excited to see it again. But I think it's I think it's going to be a Batman movie that the more you see it, the more you appreciate little things about it, and it just just crawls up the list, and it's like this inches its way towards the top. I'm not saying it's number one, yeah, but I think it's gonna it's gonna it's gonna like it's it's gonna it's a slow burn. I agree with you. I really wondered that if as the years go by, are we gonna keep watching it? Kind of like I was saying with Heat, and just pick up little stuff that oh, keeps yeah. raising it I mean, higher I mean, and higher. I mean, there's so there's so all the detective work, all the like the little details that mm-hmm. that, that Matt Reeves puts throughout the movie. Um, I think that as as you know, it, you know, if you see it multiple times in the theater, or you know, it, it comes out on streaming, or you or or you buy the DVD or digital copy, and you're just repeated viewings. I think it's a really good right. like like. like rise up the ranks right but at, for now i think there's it's too new and we're, we're still settling into that world i so so i had it on, on my on, I, I made a really like a really rough list we both had a rough list we yeah. had a rough list and I, and I told you in advance like i, I gave you like a sneak peek my my three through five on my list three through five was you know really four and five could be interchangeable three through five interchangeable in some sort of yeah. fashion I had I had the Batman, I had the Batman four. So I did five. So we were close. Uh, yeah, we're close. I just can't for what we have left. I can't do it. That's fine. That I, I, I'll, I like your 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 argument is your argument's fair. But I'm you know, a year, two years, a couple yeah. years down the line, yeah. like this, I'd be willing to bet that this movie is higher than than than, than five. Well, you might be right, and I struggled putting it there because it is really good. Yeah. But okay. At four, I have Batman Begins, and this is the same thing. It's not. It's not about. 
its merits. So here, this is where we talked about you got to toe the line. We have to we have to toe this weird line of viewing this movie as a movie as a whole and as a Batman movie. Yeah. And and this is this is less about how much we love Batman Begins and more about what's left on the table. I'm telling you, man, when I had to, when I had to rank the top four, I was like. You know, holding my forehead in my hands, and my hair was frayed oh, yeah. up. I look like I've been up for hours. I was like, I can't rank these. This so, is so hard. So we're gonna like this is where we're, this is where we're, we're really gonna butt heads because what do you uh, have it for? So wait, I mean, I, I you had the Batman. I, I, I have the Batman. So so I would have I I would have the Mask of the Phantasm. I have the Mask of the Phantasm at three. I Batman Begins at four and Phantasm at three. Okay, so, and I'm fine with that. So, so Mask of the Phantasm so, has the cha- the potential to be the 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 goat. But it's too short. It's too short, and you know, you can. It's not fair, but you can knock away some points w- with it being an animated movie. That's fine. I mean, I mean, is it fair? No, but you know, it's got the greatest Batman of all time. It does. It does. It does. It does. But you know, we're you have to look at what's what's also available on the board. Yeah. So so you t- I'm t- fine t- putting no, it for no I'm fine. Where I had where I had Batman Begins. Is not going to be where had where Batman Begins is on on on, on most lists. I'm going to be honest with you. I felt bad not having Batman Begins in my top three. So you've you've talked me into putting it back okay. in the top that's three. Fair. That's fair. So I have Batman Begins. So let's just jump ahead. So so so, I, so here, the three that the three that are left is Begins, eighty nine, in the Dark Knight, in the Dark Knight. I think just to make my list. I I couldn't okay look I couldn't decide one and two it's it's eighty nine in the Dark Knight and I can't I I kept flip flopping them so I'm putting Batman Begins at three because again you and I like Batman Begins as a Batman story more but all things being considered I like let's not get cute what are we doing here no, the Dark Knight is but but okay so arguably the greatest superhero movie of all time. But is it is it the greatest superhero movie because of Heath Ledger's portrayal as a Joker? It's because of the all of it. All of it. The dynamic of Gordon and Batman and Harvey Dent. Uh the But but we but but, we, but, but it, there's we little just, stuff too. We, we just we just we just compared, I mean, we we just talked about how the Dark Knight is heat. Heat heat. It is, it is, but it takes it takes elements of the long Halloween. It takes elements of some other stuff. And there's other like there's some good Batman scenes in there. Nobody ever talks about the scene in the Dark Knight when he thinks Gordon's dead and he methodically makes his way through the uh the nightclub to get to Eric Roberts. That's oh, yeah. low-key one of my favorite scenes in the yeah. movie because I'm like, that's Batman. Oh yeah, no, he's yeah, super super badass in the that scene. Chi- the Hong Kong scene is, is straight up Batman. Yeah, there's there's I it sounds like I'm like anti-Dark Knight and I'm 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 just shitting all over yeah. anything but so so I'm sorry, go ahead. I I, I just I just think as a as a Batman movie, I would have the other two ahead of it. And 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 I understand that like I am absolutely in the minority. I, I know I know I am. I know so, I so, know I am. So right now I'm telling you right now. So we got Batman Begins, Dark Knight, 89, top three. There's a big part of me that must put 89 at number one because watching it, rewatching it last night, it's a comic book. Yeah. It's it is the world of Batman as we know it. I don't know. This so, is tough. so okay. So, so on my own personal, my own like personal rankings, where I don't have to like argue with anyone. Batman Begins is my is my favorite Batman movie. It's my favorite. And I flirted fa- with it. Favorite Batman movie, but I can ob- I would objectively say probably the best Batman movie, and that by at, at number two, I had eighty nine, and I had The Dark Knight at number three. 
So how are we going to finish this? Because there's only two of us. So, <laughs> okay. So I would, we have to put our personal feelings I aside know, a little I know, bit. I know. I would, I would, I, I would concede that, that Batman Begins is, you know, with all, like all the, all the, like the acclaim that the, the Dark Knight gets, it's like, it's a, a great movie. Great movie. Think about this. All the awards that it won, yeah. it's everything. Neither one of us, we both saw Batman Begins theaters like, that was good. We saw the Dark Knight theater goes, I want to see that again right now. Yeah, no. I, I, so I'd, I'd be willing to concede moving the Dark, the uh, putting, slotting the Batman Begins at number three, and then it leaves you with the 89 and the Dark Knight with I, the 89 taking top billing to the Dark Knight. I'm putting 89 at number one because the more, you know why? Keaton is just always going to feel a little bit more like Batman than Bale to me. And as much as I love Bale and how yeah. menacing he is, he he never had that self-assuredness that Keaton had. He always seemed like, I might not make it out of this. Well, it, well, it, well, it's, it's, well it's, not, it's not only that, but the he's, you know, from, from the second movie on, he's like tr trying not to be Batman. Yeah. Like he's, the second movie, like the big plot point of the like, yeah. it's like, hey, Harvey Dent can be that guy that I can't be. Yeah. Like, I want out. And Keaton looked at Kim Basinger. He's like, "Sorry, baby, <laughs> I got to get out there. You can't. You can't hold this man down. I'm sorry." So that's our list. So we got uh, Batman and Robin at ten, Batman vs Superman at nine, Batman Forever at eight, Batman Returns at seven, The Dark Knight Rises at six. That feels a little weird, but I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna let it go. <laughs> uh, the Batman at five, which could change in the years to come. Mask of the Phantasm at four. Batman Begins at three, The Dark Knight at two, and 1989 Batman at number one. I'm totally satisfied with that list, and I await the death threats that will be incoming. <laughs> well, this is fun. This was probably the longest episode we've ever done, but we had a lot to talk about. Uh, thank you for joining me with this, James. Absolutely. You'll never have to thank me again. Nice. Uh, well, we'll be back. So actually, I should take the time to say, even prior to Chelsea's short absence, James and I have something coming in the works where uh, I wanted to get some more episodes out than we're typically able to. And James and I had the idea we've got uh, bad movie night episodes coming and there may even be one this month and it may even be Batman themed. So <laughs> stay tuned for that. If you want a little different uh, marquee spotlight episodes and have a little fun, uh, bad movie night is coming. Uh, but Chelsea will be back soon. We are. I am going to be doing the Godfather 50th anniversary later this month, um, most likely with a, with another guest because I don't know that Chelsea will be back in time, but God knows I need her and she'll be back before you know it. So for the Marquee Spotlight, I am Spencer Bailey for Chelsea Burnett saying we'll see you. Thanks for listening. The Marquee Spotlight is recorded in Portland with music composed and produced by Josh Colopy and cover art created by Taylor Ingle. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram for updates on new episodes. And if you like the show, please write a review and share with others.